Anyway, so yeah, like Pastor Dan mentioned, we are um, in this series, uh, America Shall Be Saved. And uh, this morning, I just want to continue along that same theme. Um, my title is Part 4. And uh, no. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I just wanted to talk about an uh, important uh, part I feel is uh, for America, just as Christians, uh, to convey to people both in our own lives and to those around us, and that's um, hearing God's voice. You know, it's one of the greatest tools and one of our greatest invitations is to believe that God just didn't come to save us, but that he actually wants to, you know, commune with us and connect with us. You know, it's so much more uh, than the salvation experience. Yes, that's an amazing experience. Like we, we just heard from Chris, that, that salvation experience that just transforms his life. But God wants to go further than that, and he wants to speak into each of our lives. Um, John 14, 15, and 16 says, and Jesus here is promising to us a, a helper in this, and uh, if you love me and keep my commandments... And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Who is that helper that he sent us? The Holy Spirit. That's right. And the Holy Spirit will come and speak to us, uh, not, not about his agenda. Whose agenda is he speaking about? He's speaking about God's agenda, his perceptions, the perceptions of the Father to us. And when we think about hearing God's voice, uh, we, don't, we a lot of times don't think that God speaks to us in these very practical ways sometimes. Sometimes we think of God as speaking in these big um, voice that just oversees a huge thing. But what about the little things that you are going through every single day or the people around you are going through every single day? And God is a practical God, and he wants to speak into those areas as well. And believe it or not, he actually knows everything, every single thing in your life, from the good to the bad. You know, in all of our lives, we have those areas that are more private. You know what? God knows those areas, too. He knows everything is gone. He knows the hairs on your head. You know, he knows everything. And he knows all the information about you, you know. But, you know, I, the Father himself, in the original design at the beginning of eternity, when he started to dream of this age right now, you know, millions and millions of years ago, God was dreaming about this time now, this age, and you as a people in this time, in this earth, in this United States, he was thinking about this time now. Even as you are sitting in that seat right now, he was thinking of this time right now. And you know what? He's, he's the equivalent of a, a master designer, a craftsman, and he wants to dream with you and he wants to reveal to you the resources that he wants to bring into your life and he wants to dream with you and reveal to you the best version of you. He had a plan in his heart. And, you know, a lot of us, we went off course in some area of our life at a certain time. And you know what? He sent his son, Jesus, to pay the price, to bring us back on course. He paid that ultimate price. 
You know, he didn't come, Jesus didn't come to just give his life away and say, you know what, okay, well, that's good enough. Their lives are a little messy, but at least they'll make it to heaven. No, that's not what Jesus came. There's so much more than that. He actually paid a price on the cross so that you can be restored to what? To God's original plan, the original version of you. What I love about hearing God's voice is that when we hear his voice, when we hear his heart, we start to see that original plan in the first place. We start to see what God has for us, all those resources and who we are in him. That means also, too, when we look at, when we tap in with God to those resources and we look around us, we begin to also see the best version and the full version and the full potential of those that are around us as well and what can be unlocked in God's kingdom when we are listening to his voice. You know, I don't, I don't feel that God's intention is that we're called to see what people aren't doing. I don't feel that we are called to see what the enemy is doing. Yes, God will reveal those things for us to go after, but I also I really feel the main calling for hearing God's voice is to see what God wants to do in that person's life, what God wants to do in your life, in your heart. And you know, that's, that's what Jesus paid a price to restore. He, he was resurrected so that we could be resurrected with him in the fullness of what God planned in the first place. I love the prophetic. You know, I love being able to hear God's voice. And when you f- hear his voice, it gives you the opportunity to restore the identity and hope into yourself into the people around you, into the United States and its economy, its politics. It's, it just opens up so many options when we begin to hear the voice of God. And when you hear one word from God, it creates so many different options, doesn't it? What happened with Peter in the boat? Jesus says, come. Come. What kind of options did that create? It created him the ability to step out of the boat onto the water and walk towards Jesus, right? So in God, when he speaks a word to us, when he's speaking into our lives, it gives us that ability that didn't exist before. It gives us those options before. And haven't you ever had a, you know, a school teacher or a a person in your family or in your church or just a, maybe a coach in your life or someone that, that said or spoke something into your life at a specific time. And you know, it might have been even something that you didn't even think about, but it just struck a chord in you and it, it opened your eyes to an upgraded version of yourself. I know this happened with me. You know, I, when I was younger, was an extreme introvert. My, my area of was disconnect. 
I didn't like being around people a lot because being around people took a lot of energy and a lot of time. And that would drain me, and I would just be so tired all the time. And so I liked, I liked being by myself. I loved one-on-one relationships. Um, and then, you know, that's changed over time. People have spoken to my life and saw something more there that God was releasing into my life. And now, I would say, based on taking those steps of faith in there, I'm more of what um, someone referred to as a sanguine. I can transition both from extrovert to introvert. I can be with people and enjoy that time, and also I can be away with people and enjoy that time as well. I do what is needed at that time, what is God is directing and speaking to me at that time, and that's been my journey. You know, I would never have thought years ago that I would be standing here right now talking in front of a bunch of people because that wasn't my personality type at the time. But God has transformed me, has saw a different version in me and opened up different options in my life through speaking through individuals that have poured into me and other people just pouring into me and him as well, pouring into me and speaking to me directly has released me into a different version of who I am, an upgraded version of what God saw. And that's what the prophetic does. And it causes people to see something that they wouldn't have seen without hearing the voice of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10 says, But as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So God purposely connected us to his Holy Spirit. And in this connection, we start to perceive the innermost thoughts of God, because the spirit is revealing those to us. And when we perceive those thoughts... We start to know what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, the things that God has in store for those who love him. We start to perceive that for even people that don't even know God, we can release those words into our our teams that go out on Saturday. They come into people all the time that don't, don't have a clue who Christ is, never even heard who Christ is. But God reveals to them in that moment, speaks into their lives, sees things that are in their lives, and opens options that they have never even seen before through those words that are given. And I loved how Jesus treated everybody as if they were in full value. That's how Jesus saw, and that's how we should see people in their full value. He would say, come be fishers of men, not just fishermen. He'd say, come, be my disciples. They weren't even ready to be his disciples. 
Then he anoints them to be what? The apostles, which means they're going to be leaders in his church and build with him. Even before Jesus went to the cross, he started calling them the apostles. He saw them in their full version. And that's, that's what God wants to open up to you when he speaks to you. He wants to speak the full version of who you are in him. Why would Jesus do this? Because he saw something. You know, he would sit in crowds of people and tell the crowds, my father is building houses in heaven for you right now, a place for you to dwell in me in eternity. He would tell this to people. So he's basically saying, my father loves you so much that just in case he has planned the most beautiful dream home for you, he's building it for you right now. In heaven right now, he is building it for you. Even, even if you do not choose me, he is building it for you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he wants to commune with you and speak into your lives. Because he, he loves you so much that even right now, he's building your home in heaven. What a different perception of God. The reason Jesus could say that is because he was connected in touch with the Father's love and desires and designs that he couldn't help but treat people as though they were worthy of it. It causes a different result in the people that we are connected to when we are hearing God's voice. 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31 says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised. God has chosen and the things which are not to bring nothing to the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. If you ever think that you're not cool enough to serve God, Reread this scripture. God has chosen the, chosen the foolish things of this world to put the shame to the wise. Sometimes we don't think we're good enough, but God says, you know what? I'll take it. I'll use it. I want to speak into, I see a different version of who you are, and I want to speak into that. God sends you to a place. He always sends you to a place that you're not qualified for. I'm not qualified to be up here. I'm not. I'm not qualified to be up here. But in that, you start to pull on who he is and not your nature instead. You pull on his nature. You start to call on what God is and not who you're not. Even in that, he has given us the Holy Spirit to bridge that gap for us in our own lives, in our society, and we have to start Believing that and hearing and learning to hear God's voice so that we are those bridges in society for God's word to speak. 
He wants you to be your own best personal prophet. He wants, he wants to speak to you directly. You know, prophets are good. You know, they bring the word of God and they speak the word and those are great. But God wants that one-on-one time to speak into your life. He wants you to be your own best prophet, letting him speak into you. Do you realize that a third of the Bible is about prophets? And I want to talk about establishing you as somebody that can hear from God powerfully for your own life, that you can affect change in your own life and affect change in the lives around you. And that's a key to America being saved, is teaching people that they can hear the voice of God just as much as you can hear the voice of God. God is there to speak into their life, to to bring forth the best version, the upgraded version of who they are in that moment. The whole world is wondering if God has these thoughts about, does God have thoughts about justice? Look at our current climate. Does God have thoughts about justice? Does God have thoughts about racism? Does God have thoughts about our economy? Does God have thoughts about our national security? These kinds of things, the world is wondering, does God even care? The beautiful thing, you know what? He does. And you know what? I feel there's been a more of an awareness on this time and on these subjects because you know what? When God is giving us an awareness of something, that's what seems to be coming forth, right? There seems to be an awareness of of racism. There seems to be an awareness of the economy. There seems to be an awareness of the condition of the world because, you know, those those are the burdens of the heart of the Father, But a lot of times we step sideways and look at the negative. We're not tapping into what the Father is speaking to those areas. What needs to be the upgraded version for those areas? Not what is the downgraded version. What can create more division? What can create more strife? But what, what is God saying and speaking into that moment? What is the upgraded version for that. That's what we need to be listening to, letting God be the uh, teaching us to hear his voice and hear what needs to be spoken in that area. The world is hungry. The world is hungry. There was an individual that would come and see me quite often um, when I was when I'd work here at the church and um, cuz my first part of the day I work at Sherms. I work in their IT department, and my second part of my day, I come here, and I work here at the church in the evening, you know, and so when I come here in the evening, this individual would come at least once a week and consume um, all my time in that evening. Uh, They would come, and they, they would seek an answer to a problem that was going on in their life, and they would always start with the phrase, Jeremiah, you're, you're, you're a man of God, and you're, 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 you're a pastor here, and I know, I know God hears your voice. Can you help me hear, can you hear God's voice and what he's saying in this situation? You know, and we would pray about it, and I would feel a word released, and I'd release it to them, uh, and it would be the answer for that problem. You know, and this went on for weeks and weeks, and Pastor Dan started to catch on to this. 
And he's just like, you know what? Um, this person's taking too much of your time. You don't need to be the oracle of God for them. You need to teach them that they can hear God just as well. And so it got me thinking, that's, that's true. I, I don't need to be the middleman. God, God wants to speak to you directly. And so I began, when he came, I, I, was, I started transitioning. I said, you know what? Let's, let's pray about it together. I will get a word of what God's saying, and you get a word. What God, listen to what God is saying. Listen to what God is saying to you in that situation. We would pray, and as a couple sessions went on, exactly what I was hearing, they would say. And I would just confirm it. And they, I would just say, see, you can hear God just as well as I can. I don't have a special uh, get-in VIP pass. You know, you have, as a child of God, have that same access to his kingdom. You have that same access to hearing from God as I do. The world right now is hungry for something. In the world of neuroscience, Elizabeth Redclay, and she was doing a study on connectivity on the brain and information on how it affects the brain. And she said through her MRI study, it tells, tells us personal contact elicits greater activity in the brain areas linked to social problem solving and tension and reward. The remote connection, though, when the identical information was transmitted via recording or via text message, an email, a voicemail, something gets lost. Up to 25% of the impact gets lost when people are regulated information through text or digital. When you, and you know this, what's lost when you receive a text message? There's no facial expression. There's no voice to hear the tone that is being conveyed. You lose 25% of the information that is being conveyed. The same aspect. Now, when someone gives you a prophetic word, you know, we received that. Now, you can give back that full 25% because I think even that, you're not getting the full value of if God spoke directly to you. But if someone gives you a prophetic word and you take that word and you seek God about that word, it restores it to the 100% because you're seeking to the connection of God directly how he wants to speak into that upgraded version of yourself. When somebody speaks a word into your life, that is an activation point for you to step in and say, God, what are you speaking here? I want to hear from you. How, how does this develop in my life? How does this uh, begin to grow in my life? And God wants to connect to that. And so he doesn't, he doesn't like I was in that story, doesn't want me to be the oracle of God for that individual because there's a loss of 25% of the connection. He wants the direct connect to speak into your life. And just as we all require food, water, and sleep to survive, we need that genuine interaction, face-to-face -face interaction with those around us and with our Heavenly Father. There's this place that if we understand God, 
that he wants to give us a deepening connection to him and to humanity around us, that's, that's the place that God wants us to be. That's where he wants us to know and how we're wired. We need that face-to-face interaction. People need the face-to-face interaction with God. And that's how they get to see God, is through our interaction with God. John 13, 34 through 35 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. John 4, 7 through 14 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God has manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atonement for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. But this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son as Savior to the world. No one has ever seen the face of God and what it looks like. But when we love one another, they can see who he is. So love for one another and our response to God reveals the God of all the universe in the now, in real time. When we express that love that God shows us to those around us, open up those other options and speaking those words into their lives, it brings the God of all of the universe into the now in real time for them. In fact, you know, he just didn't give us the Bible, didn't he? did he? It's not just a text message, right? This is a tool that we can use to, for him to speak into our lives. And it's not just a text message or an email that he sent us. You know, he's giving us what? The living, the living word of God that the Holy Spirit comes and interprets to us. So you don't have this rule book Bible. We actually have the word that's part of God that's speaking to us. It actually has his nature in it. Have you ever been reading the Bible and just something just jumps off the page at you? Guess what? You're prophetic. God just spoke to you. God sees an area that you're dealing with in your life, and he, that scripture just, through the Holy Spirit, just comes to life and speaks to that situation, and he wants you to, to dive into that and see how he wants to speak to you in that situation through that word that he's uh, revealing to you because he's, he's training you to hear his voice. He's training your character to know who he is because he's that good. And he's living, and he's using the living word to help form who you are. This is the Logos word. And then there's the spirit, which releases the rhema word of God. He brings current information, the thoughts and processes of the Father into our heart, 
And God purposely made it so we would live and share in this same headspace, in this same spirit space, because he wanted to live in us so that he could come into our redeemed form. He wants to lay everything of man down, Romans 6, 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Dying to yourself means foregoing selfish, physical, and egotistical desires of this world and wholeheartedly seeking the kingdom of God and what God is speaking into your life. He wants to take the rest of us that's there, the part that's not dead, that we've died to, and he wants to empower us to be the full version of what he originally intended in our lives. So he comes and he lives in us and he changes our options. He changes the options. He changes our relational capacity. He changes everything about us and he's purposely comes and he speaks to us and speaks into our lives. You know, 90% of Christians hear impressions from God on a regular basis. He doesn't come a lot of times in this big, booming voice, does he? He doesn't sit there and go, this is the voice of God. Turn left here. Go by this over there. Use this here. That's not the type of relationship God is seeking. He's not seeking a controller relationship. God is seeking a son and daughter's relationship. Communing, speaking into our lives. And when we understand that, your desires change. When you understand that God wants that intimate relationship with us to speak into our lives, our perception changes around us. Quick story, I'm almost out of time, but uh, at a pastor's conference, they were telling about this um, story about effective change through hearing God's voice. And um, there was this couple in Texas, and they decided to step out in faith. They, they would drive through their neighborhood and just, what is God speaking? But there was this one spot they kept driving by, and the, the guy kept seeing these, these women chained up to the wall, this specific place. And so they talked to a friend of theirs, and they said, well, call the, the non-emergency police hotline. You know, and so they... Okay, well, we called them. They called and they said, you know, this is more of a spiritual thing. You know, this is something that we, we are seeing in the spirit of these, these women chained to these walls in this place. And they said, well, that's interesting that you said that because we've actually had a close eye on that place. And that just, that confirms some things that we already believed. And they Within the next week, the police busted that place, and they found a uh, sex trafficking ring there um, where these women were literally chained in this place, about ready to go into this, this area. And that's the effect of change that we can have. That's 
the level of change that we can have when we, we are allowing God to speak directly into our life. We can speak into the environment around us and change the options. Those women's options were set at that moment. But because somebody took what God was speaking and spoke it out, it changed the options. America shall be saved when we begin to change the options that are in our society. When we begin to take the time to listen to God's voice and speak them out to those around us. Because they might not even see those options that are available to them. They might not even see the realization what's happening and that's an option to be able to step out of the boat and walk on the water to Christ. They might not see those options, but through us taking the time to hear God's voice and speak those options out. Um, There's one other thing I wanted to share. Susan Pinkerston, who's another neurologist in her... (laughs) Neuro, neuro law, I can't even say it. Neurologist, thank you. <laughs> My tongue, sorry. In her research, was looking for, um, in her country where she lived, um, people lived into their hundreds. And this is, uh, the country's name is Sardinia. And, they, and um, the average person lived into their hundreds. And she wanted to know why. So she did a study of thousands upon thousands of people. And she came across these 10 ways that um, seemed to be reasons why these people lived long lives. And the top A were normal ones that you would, you would expect, like clean air, good diet, no smoking, that kind of stuff. But the top two were interesting. Number two was having close relationships that you were connected to or currently having in your life. Close relationship, close connections, current connections. And number one, uh, my wife, if you ever want to know how to do this one, has this one down 100%, was social integration. Knowing your barista's name. I don't even like to drive the car when we go to the coffee stand because they talk to my wife. They already know her. They know her car. They know her. She knows them. And she's trying to talk to them if I'm in the driver's seat. So if I know we're going to get coffee, I say, you drive. Because <laughs> you're going to want to talk to the barista. But, you know, they, they, they have that connection, that social integration with those around them. They know their neighbor. They know their barista. They, they know the parents of your friend's kids. You know, you know the people in your church. You know the social integration. These kind of things, the basic social integration, these type of people live long lives. The well, same thing, God speaks into you eternity. He speaks into life for eternity's purpose. And he wants to speak that into your lives and to the lives around you. And that's what I want to share this morning, is that God wants you to be your own best personal prophet. He wants to speak life into your, into your world, into those around you. And that's what I wanted to share this morning. And that's how I feel. It can be a changing aspect of how America can be saved and shall be saved. He wants to change our world. He wants to change our nation. He wants to change our community. And he wants to give us the other options to make that happen. 
So if you will, um, just just take a second. Let me pray over you. Just to, I just want to impart this and release this in your lives. So just uh, place a hand on your head, if you will, and place a hand on your heart. And just, uh, just agree with me in prayer here. Holy Spirit, we pray that you open our minds and our spirit to hear from you more. Jesus, we want to know what you're thinking. We want to feel your love and know your heart. We want to know what's going on. We pray that you relate to us your thoughts, that you relate to us your heart in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that especially today that you would speak to us something that we would be able to discern as you. Maybe about something that's going on in our life or circumstances around us that you would encourage us. Holy Spirit, you were sent to be our encourager, our comforter, our counselor. Will you come and be that way to us so that we can bring your kingdom to our world around us? Bring forth the needed change in our culture to bring forth salvation. In your name, amen. I want, you to, want to encourage you that God knows real things about you, and he really wants to talk to you about the real things in your heart. In fact, I'm pushing myself to be a little more bold in releasing you know, prophetic stuff. So last night... God let me bat a thousand, which was nice. <laughs> we'll see how it goes this morning, but um, I just have faith in God that to bless that. You know, I, He gave me a word about, and I was even cautious about the word. He gave me a word that someone was experiencing nerve pain, and, um, and it was an individual over here last night. And we prayed for them. I went to them afterwards, and I says, you know, I just have to know was was the nerve pain in your feet? And they're like, yes, it was. And I was, and I was afraid to mint. I made it more. I backed up to where I was comfortable, and said, just nerve pain. But God wants us to be bold and have faith in Him. You know that He He releases that word. So a couple couple things that I got this morning for words uh, for here um, is anybody experiencing um, numbness in your hands? Off and on. Is there someone here? Oh, Sean back there. Can I have a couple people lay hands on Sean real quick? Let's pray for him real quick. As a, and the rest of you just reach your hands towards Sean real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, right now we come and we just, we just uh, pray for Sean right now. You just release this word over him, Lord, that his hands be made whole in the name of Jesus. Whatever is going on and the connections with his hands, Lord, it is restored by heaven in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, touch his body in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for touching Sean right now in the name of Jesus. Um, Maria, are you here? She's with the kids? Sure. But she gets her. And then why is she getting her? Pamela. Um, during worship, um, I just saw uh, you carrying a, um, a beautiful flask. And uh, this, you, God's saying, I'm giving you an ability to change the fragrance of the room. 
and he wants you to take that, that glass cap off and walk around with that fragrance. You're worthy to carry it. You're still relevant to carry it, and he wants you to use that to change the fragrance of the room wherever you go. So just had that, that word. Um, someone's facing a big financial decision. Is there somebody here that that's them? There's a financial kind of a just a word. So Brian, so you guys lay hands on Brian there. Dear Heavenly Father, right now we just release wisdom over Brian right now in the name of Jesus. We just say, Holy Spirit, come, give him the wisdom that is needed to make those decisions. That you speak through in and into him, Lord, the decisions that need to be made. Help guide him through this, this path, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. The enemy shall not rob him of this financial blessing. And we just say in the name of Jesus, just release that in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. And to Jack, too. Just bless that with Jack as well. Amen, amen. Did Maria come out? Oh, Maria. This one sounds, God gives me funny images sometimes. For some reason, I saw you walking around carrying a banana peel. <laughs> and I was just like, what is that about? And um, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, use this banana peel, throw it out, and let the enemy slip and fall. <laughs> he says that uh, you'll be, you're, you're going to be able to see situations that the enemy is involved in, and he just wants you to throw that banana peel out there and cause the enemy to be slipped up and tripped up in that situation. So I just, I just saw that. Um, some a little more uh, focused in one. Does the date November 18th mean anything to someone? This one's a little more. Sarah, what's, what's November 18th? Your birthday? Wow. That's, <laughs> I got the feeling that it was somebody's birthday or anniversary. So um, I just, I just want to pray over you a blessing. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray over Sarah right now a blessing, Lord Jesus. November 18th was her birthday. God ordained her for a time as this. And we just declare over her life, Lord Jesus, that you, be, you speak even more so into her life in this year, Lord Jesus. So this birthday just happened recently, and we just, this is a, a, a great year in God. It may have seemed like it started out a little rough, but God's saying, you know what? You are special. I've designed you for a time as a time of this. In Jesus' name, we just declare that over you, Sarah, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Um, this one does um, Hammond the word Hammond mean anything to someone or um, this one's a little where our church was in here a few weeks ago was it 828 or yeah yeah I don't know I just got the number 828 I don't know what that represents Anyway, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me know. I just, that word, well, let's just, um, so that, what was there, your church, the original church? Yes, and they're looking to me uh, right now to uh, help find a new pastor. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Uh, so, Lord, right now we just um, give, uh, we pray for Pastor Dan for wisdom and helping direct uh, the previous church of his, Lord Jesus, and 
Lord Jesus, just uh, uh, reveal more and more what that maybe that 828 represents, Lord Jesus. And we just pray a release for that, that there will be the right person sent there, Lord Jesus, to bring forth the kingdom of heaven at that, that location, that church, in the, in the name of Jesus and into that community in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Um, I have one more. It just is real vague. Does somebody deal with horses here? Is, you're involved in horses some way? Your daughter has three horses. Is there something going on with your daughter right now? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's lay hand. What's your name? Leslie. Leslie or Leslie? Either one. <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father, we just come right now, Lord. You, you restore. You're the restorer. You sent your son to restore our connection to you, Lord Jesus. And right now, Lord Jesus, we, we send your kingdom right now into Leslie's daughter's lives, Lord Jesus, that you restore the connection uh, in that family, Lord Jesus, that there is a new love, new options, as I even spoke this morning, as God speaks into that situation, new options are going to emerge in the name of Jesus to bring reunification amongst her daughters. And we just declare that in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for that, Heavenly Father, in your name. Amen. 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 Pastor Dan. stand up for a moment do you see how what a difference the whole connection relationally with the voice of God to bring salvation to America is so different than the church in America retreating to a fortress mentality and throwing Facebook criticisms at the world see the difference so huge so huge big difference so one of the things God has spoken to me about is the drama concept to reach people or we can invite people to an Easter drama. And that takes not only a leader who we have in Sonia, but it takes people to help her. And I'm wondering, is there, is there anybody here that's here today that's been thinking that maybe, maybe, it's not a commitment, but maybe God might be speaking to you about, say, God might be speaking to me about helping Sonia pull this drama off. Okay couple anyone else yeah just about four five six would you guys just express interest by uh Sonia's phone numbers in the um news and notes for this week let her know and then come to the um yeah it's also in the list of small groups enjoying fellowship groups they're not all small <laughs> enjoying fellowship groups there there's a lunch next week that's information and it's we're gonna get this launched so we're not trying to pull you out of another group if you're involved in another group but uh but if you do have time 
and or if you're not in a group please do seek God's voice on that and if you that raised your hands would would uh, contact Sonia let her know you're coming to that that would greatly encourage her also have one one more uh, thought here and I want you to close your eyes for a moment I feel like there's someone here that it's your turn to be saved you you want to be saved you heard Chris's testimony and you know this is my day and I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to call you up front but I do want you to acknowledge that this is going on with you but you just with your everybody's eyes closed just look up and catch my eye and let me know and in saying that you're saying this is happening for me right now I'm responding to Jesus knocking on the door of my heart are you doing that right now sir yes one are you is that a recommitment happening there's someone else over here anyone else are you doing that sir too okay I'll misunderstand if you look up at me for any other reason. So, so God, as He's are responding right now, in essence, they are saying yes to you knocking on the door of their heart. So just come flooding in and let this be a start of an amazing Jesus life that lasts forever and is filled with love and the voice of God. One by one, America shall be saved. God bless you. Have a great day. Amen.